Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Today is the first day in the Christian season of Advent, a season of anticipation and preparation for the celebration of Christmas. It is hard to miss the cultural reality that the countdown to Christmas has begun. Decorations are being hung, shopping lists are being made, and windows are brightened with those sparkling red and green lights. It seems as if the days are passing quickly and there is so much to be done before December 25th. In the midst of all of this doing, Advent is a holiday that uses stories and traditions to help us pause in wonder and expectation. Some of you may recall with nostalgia that feeling of sweet anticipation as you opened paper doors on an Advent calendar to find a piece of chocolate. Others may have marked this season as we have done today with the reverent lighting of purple and pink candles on an Advent wreath. Or perhaps this Christian holiday holds no meaning and few fond memories for you at all. Now in my family, a central tradition of our winter holiday season was the lighting of the Advent wreath on the four Sundays before Christmas. We would gather as a family and light these candles week after week for the four themes, first hope, next peace, then joy, and finally love. Some years this candle lighting was accompanied by readings from the Gospels of Matthew or Luke, or perhaps words of prophecy from the Old Testament texts of Micah and Isaiah. And as I grew up, our family tradition evolved to include a time of sharing, a time of reflection where we would pause, take turns, and say how hope, peace, joy, love were present in our lives that year. The repetition of lighting these candles week after week, year after year, invited us into this season of Advent. Advent is a threshold season that begins in these darkening days between all souls and Christmas. The celebration of Advent invites us to pause in this doorway between autumn and winter. The word Advent means coming into or arriving. In these weeks of spiritual journeying, Advent invites us to turn backwards to the stories and traditions that help us prepare for the possibilities of the future. Now, 
Advent is a curious holiday for Unitarian Universalists to celebrate. Traditionally, this is a Christian holiday, and we are a faith that looks to many sources for inspiration and wisdom. Usually, this holiday shares stories from scripture, and the event to be prepared for is the birth of Jesus Christ. Yet, Advent is a season that invites us to indulge our curiosity, to wonder what meaning we might find or not find in the stories we tell and retell on dark December nights. This is a time for our creative curiosity when we can adapt old traditions, let go of old traditions, bring in new traditions as we decide in our communities of friends and family what is present in the reality of our lives what stories and traditions will help us be present to that reality. In this holiday, our search for truth and meaning can transcend the space of the mind and be explored by the senses, in the lighting of candles, in the sharing of song, in the taste of sweet foods, those pieces of chocolate, and our awareness of these shortening days and so I ask you to stand with me at this doorway of story and tradition and listen with me for words and rituals which may or may not become companions for you in your journey towards winter this year. With the lights of hope, peace, joy, love awaiting us, let's turn to the Christian tradition from which the holiday of Advent was born. Most of us are at least somewhat familiar with the New Testament story of the birth of Jesus. We know the characters. There's the protagonists, Mary and Joseph, a young couple expecting a baby. The villain is King Herod. Angels take on the role of narrators, announcing the birth of a most amazing baby, the central character who is not yet on stage. Shepherds, animals, a compassionate innkeeper set the scene, a manger in the town of Bethlehem. And then the arrival of three kings comes as a glittering climax as these wise men honor this most amazing baby with wondrous gifts. This is the Christmas story of the chocolate advent calendar, the nativity story that's being told and retold in pageants and costumes and churches over the next month. But today, today we have journeyed just one day into this season of advent. We have not arrived at Christmas. So this morning, I want to take us back a chapter in the Christmas story to the scenes that precede Mary and Joseph's arrival in the town of Bethlehem. I want to take us to the Gospel of Luke, where we read about two families preparing for a birth. Their stories take us on the Advent journey of peace, hope, joy, love,
These are family stories of how we respond to the unexpected. The first characters we meet in the book of Luke are the priest, Zechariah, and his wife, Elizabeth. They are both getting on in the years and have no children. One day, while Zechariah is at work, an angel appears before him. Now, this priest's place of employment is the temple in Jerusalem, so the appearance of an angel might be a little less startling than if a supernatural character appeared at your office. Nonetheless, the author of the book of Luke writes, when Zechariah saw the angel, fear overwhelmed him. Fear and overwhelm. This is where the Advent story begins. The angel replies to Zechariah's response with the now famous phrase, do not be afraid. The angel goes on to promise this priest and his wife, Elizabeth, that they will have a son. Elizabeth, who is getting on in the years, will give birth to a son, and many will rejoice at his birth. Hope. Hope is the first stop on our Advent journey. The angel brings a message of hope in the form of a promise of joy. We light one candle, just one candle, on the Advent wreath, a single light in this time of uncertainty. Now to give you a bit of a preview, Elizabeth and Zachariah's son grows up to become John the Baptist, the figure that plays a prominent role in Jesus becoming a religious teacher. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. Right now, the possibility of John's life appear as a restless hope that sustains this couple in a time of fear and doubt. The Gospel of Luke continues. Next in the story, the angel Gabriel appears again, bearing a message for a young woman named Mary. The angel arrives in her hometown of Nazareth saying, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. And what was Mary's response? She was much perplexed by his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Perplexity and wonderment. This, too, is where the Advent story begins. The angel follows this greeting with the same words he said earlier, do not be afraid. The angel goes on to give Mary a message that she, too, will give birth to a son. And this message has a calming effect on Mary. She receives his message of promise and possibility with peace and understanding. Peace is the second stop on our Advent journey, a listening and attentive peace that helps us stay present to that which comes next. We light two purple candles on our Advent wreath, the light of hope which has helped us begin our journey beyond fear. That light is strengthened by peace. Two lights now beckon us on, 
draw our senses into the season. The story of Luke continues as Mary travels to visit her relative Elizabeth. We read that the child in Elizabeth's womb leaps with joy when Mary comes to visit. Joy. Joy is the third stop on our Advent journey. A joy that sings and dances and wants to be shared. We light three candles that week, two purple and one pink. The beginning of Advent is a time of austerity, shadowed by fear, guarded by personal contemplation. With the lighting of the rose candle of joy, the Advent wreath now holds more light than darkness. The joy is being shared, and we can almost taste the end of the journey. Joy shared brings us to the fourth stop on our Advent journey, love. Mary stays with Elizabeth for three months. They share their excitement with one another. They are nourished by the love of friendship. We light four candles on our Advent wreath that week, recalling this litany of human response, of human emotion as we face the unexpected. Hope, peace, joy, love. In returning to these spiritual practices of Advent each week of our early winter season, we can engage in a process of spiritual growth. We prepare ourselves to receive that which is ready to be born in our lives and in the world. Now, I know that these family narratives from the Christian scriptures may or may not be the story you tell and retell on dark December nights. You might find it difficult to stand at the threshold of this story. Perhaps you do not believe in angels and miracles, prayer and prophecy, and so you have no reason to read the book of Luke. Or perhaps you do believe that every story of birth is wondrous, and so you savor that sweet anticipation in the tales of expectant parents. The holiday of Advent is born out of these biblical stories. Yet Advent has another parent, another story to tell. Advent is also a child of the seasons, a child of lengthening nights. If the stories traditionally told around the Advent wreath come from a Christian past, the symbols and rituals of this celebration have a pagan flavor. In considering the celebration of Christmas, the naturalist and congregationalist minister Rob McCall, who preaches up in Blue Hill, Maine, writes, with the Christmas season approaching, religious symbols abound. Christian language and practice and even architecture have been laid over older practices which are often considered inferior and labeled as heathen or pagan. 
It is interesting that pagan comes from the Latin for pegus, which means village or rural. Heathen is derived from the old Germanic heath, which is open land with no people. These words refer to spiritual practices scorned by the civilized centers of religious and political power. McCall continues, established religion has never succeeded in erasing that faith which is indigenous to the country heart, only in driving it into temporary hiding. See the green balsam wreaths of Christmas, symbols of the cycle of life. See the fur decorated with lights, symbol of the unconquered rising sun against the sky after the winter solstice. See the holly and the mistletoe, symbols of the mystery of life and death. In my current practice, the season of Advent is a preparation for the arrival of the winter solstice, as well as the arrival of Christmas. I look forward to that wondrous moment when each day brings the gift of a few more minutes of light, a few more minutes of energy, of vitamin D, of vitality and life. Perhaps you join me in this desire. But this morning, this morning, we are still at that midpoint between Samhain and winter solstice, between the times of the year that we honor the dead and when we honor birth. There are 23 lengthening nights between this first day of Advent and the resurgence of light in the bleak midwinter. The days are growing shorter. Darkness is descending, and this, too, is where Advent begins. The lighting of Advent candles in a time of darkness, this tradition is an affirmation that we are in darkness. Four candles are before us, but today we light just one. There's still three and a half weeks to wait for the return of the sun. Advent is a season of waiting. And waiting, we know, can be lonely. Waiting can be frightening and overwhelming. Waiting, we can become angry, impatient, frustrated, desolate, depressed. Yet, in celebrating these weeks of waiting, the holiday of Advent invites us into an active waiting. An active waiting where we notice that the night sky is illuminated with moonbeams of hope and peace. And remember that stories and traditions shared amongst friends can bring us joy and love. Advent asks for our participation. This season of story and tradition challenges us to engage the principle of our faith that calls us to accept and encourage one another to spiritual growth. 
This season calls us to reflect on our own experiences of fear and wonder, to contemplate the ways in which hope, peace, joy, and love are growing in our lives this year. My spiritual companions, we stand at the threshold of winter. May we share together the stories and traditions that turn our attention to all that is being born and reborn around us. May we open doors to the night to prepare ourselves for the coming of light.